0: Shaba, Glory. It is good to be in the glory today. Encourage yourself in the glory, which means burn your animal soul to smithereens. You know I've dealt with the most severe demonized people my entire life and I'm happy about it I've enjoyed it it don't matter if you have seven legions infused in your entire personality when the fire of God comes your soul will burn with forgiveness healing and restoration And that's some of you today. I have seen what the demons have done to your personalities, to your souls, to your very DNA. And it don't matter how bad Egypt has infused your flesh and blood with Satan. It honestly don't. The Bible says, whoever's forgiven much, loves much, which is a measurement of living water healing, able to come out of your spirit, regardless of your soul's condition. Just turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you yet. (laughs) It's true, it's true. (laughs) There's hope in the glory. Star Wars, A New Hope. Sunrise of Grace. Twins are born in the theme song of Padamate and Anakin. It's not sad because we're in the end of the times. It's very glad. So don't be mad. Don't be blue. The Holy Ghost will follow through, even in the midst of you. If you have your doubt, no doubt you have a pout. But he'll follow through inside of you to go into the sapphire blue,
1: where
0: you'll always be happy in the glory. Blessed, happy to be envied, fortunate son. Credence, Clearwater, Revival. You are a fortunate son. He says, I'm no senator's son. That's true. I am no Hunter Biden. Amen. We're the son of the very president of the USA. We're the sons of the president of America. Jesus is president that's not some crazy christian concept it's spiritually true it's spiritually true you have been born of the highest government we got some kind of second heavens courtroom deal going on in charismatic fluff right now as if we're still arguing with the devil arguments have been settled at the cross there's no argument you're not in job in the old testament anymore so just stop your striving and go into the courts of heaven for real out of the second into the third through your spiritual stomach if you're in your heart you're still dealing with demons which is the blood covenant with egypt adam and eve came into blood covenant with the fallen angels they didn't even have blood before that they had light for blood that's how they lived in eternity in the garden of eden didn't even know they had flesh the flesh was so clear because the Spirit ruled over the invisible part of them their flesh was invisible hallelujah that means your flesh is going back to clarity as you come out of the blood covenant of Egypt into the blood covenant of Zion the blood covenant of Zion is the river of life through your flesh All you gotta do is drink it. The only boasting before God, Gideon's 300, is the government of God for eternity on Earth, the redeemed of all nations and the 144,000, and all you have to do to be a part of them is DRINK IT! DRINK IT! But the animal wants to think it and refuses to drink it, which is a negative reaction to grace, and we need to get it out of this place. mature you through your face. He's going to develop your spirit into wisdom you can't even comprehend right now. Most of you are in such an adolescence of glory puberty, you don't even know what you're becoming. I can tell this age of where the bride's at and where the sons of God are at in two different companies Friends of the Bridegroom, Bride of Christ, two completely different companies, both of them in adolescent puberty right now. We deal with the Man-Child Company in adolescent puberty. And it's a wonderful place to raise a child in the way in which he should go. And that way is pure, living, water, spirit, glory, wisdom, the sacrificial system of the new covenant, which is the human mind. We read about 666 and you got the paranoid schizophrenics with all their doctrines about it, and fear-mongering, which has absolutely zero to do with prophetics, or the accurate interpretation of wisdom's revelation. I tell you the truth, the 666 is the understanding of the New Covenant's sacrificial system. That we're learning how to be priests to sacrifice two things only. 666 <laughs> six, six is only written two places, two times, two things. Jezebel's head and hand, which is 666 six, six in the forehead and the hand, which is how to sacrifice your animal nature for an ever-increasing angelic nature. See how we have to get rough with the soul? Just kind of plow through it. You know, show me your face, Lord. And he said, the face that you will see tonight from me is the fake face of the ox. For the heart will be threshed. The mind will be threshed. Your minds will not be the same. Your minds will get the ox of God. Wonderful four-faced man. That's his name in the Bible. Lion, eagle, ox, man. The ox of God threshes the soil of spirit and it threshes the soil of soul. It does thresh right through the hemispheres of your crazy strongholds and mindsets. And oh boy, you don't have to look too far to find some wild strongholds in this place. And it's not to be hard on you. It's to plow through you to set you free because all the new covenant teaches to be set free is to be set free from your mind and your hand that is the end of the beast which is the end of carnality which is the only problems a believer has in the new covenant and we got a ton of them there's more problems in christianity than outside christianity It's true. There are more issues inside the believers than outside the believers. That's why the unbelievers don't even want to become believers because we're in the midst of transformation out of all spiritual deception. You don't even deal with spiritual deception in the soul realm of flesh and blood until you believe in Jesus. (laughs) I'm looking at spiritual leaders real fivefold called and sent, that have a grid for the river, and some God inside-mindedness that are complaining, murmuring. They're getting into judgment of others. They're getting into unrighteous The soul, I tell you the truth, the soul is always a whining crybaby. And so you don't want to spare the rod. God's answer to the crybaby soul Cry Baby Craigs, one of our favorite hot sauces. Cry Baby Craigs, Cry Baby Brides, Cry Baby Christians, and we all cry as babies. I mean, I've cried 10,000 times, don't think I'm just picking on you. This is the message of all maturing of the human spirit in Christ. It's for everyone to get the Cry Baby out with all of its doubt so you never pout. There is a removal of the immaturity of the soul to live in the Weos maturity of Christ, in the spirit from day one. Not from day two, from day one, you can return to the maturity of Jesus (laughs) in embryonic form. You don't have to live in the immaturity of your soul because it's always gonna be immature satan will tempt you to mature your soul and you will become false believers that's why we lose so many people because of the temptations of the evil one to mature the soul instead of mature the spirit it's a completely different kingdom it's called the second heavens the maturing of the soul which most christians get into to their total destruction and there is a maturity of the third heaven inside the spirit that's totally a different kingdom and completely other, and it cannot even be raised in buildings made by human hands. Which means church really won't benefit the third heaven spirit believer. Because you just live in an open world of a universe, a cosmos of stars and sands and spirit, and the spirit's always without walls. The soul likes the pampering. The soul likes the blanket. The soul likes the pacifier. The soul likes the baby bottle. It likes all the coddling, because it's a crybaby. It's a mess. The spirit don't care about any of that, because the spirit has the father in it the spirit is raised a completely different child. The issue is killing one child. That child must die. The soul child has to die in order for the spirit child to be raised. That's the circumcision of the heart. It's the cutting off of the soul child. And that's really an unknown thing in Christianity today. In the future, in the kingdom age, only the spirit child be raised. There ain't going to be any other expression in Christianity. There's not going to be your 100,000 opinions of the interpretation of scripture through the soulishness of false maturity. It'll all die. When the spirit child is raised in a third heaven maturity, which means fully God inside minded, it brings judgment to the raising of all other families. And that's why RLM is so persecuted. Because we raise a standard of the raising of the third heaven child, To judge the raising of all second heaven children, which is actual love. Which is true love. So that you're not deceived and following the angels of light, thinking it's prophetic charismatic Christianity. (laughs) That I'm just trying to do the best I can and I just need to mature my soul sitting under prophetic teaching, apostolic teaching and get around people in the glory. And it just gets applied to the soul and you never grow so you just get discouraged and it's like oh must just be for these certain crazy spiritual freaks but I'm a different type of animal no all animals the same all souls the same it all dies spirit is the same too that's how you easily have unity and can see members in particular of the body of spirit which is Christ and no brothers and sisters in spirit and the Bible says I forbid anyone to know each other after the flesh which is after the soul because the soul is supposed to die <laughs> Jesus used his soul body to bring it to the cross to kill it <laughs> yeah. welcome to the way of the Lord you're gonna take your soul and body to the cross and annihilate it, not physically <laughs> but prophetically which is by faith Faith destroys the unbelief of the control of the soul. Faith materializes the kingdom of heaven within, within the new creature. Amen. Faith is the atmosphere of the third heaven. That's why only believing causes the believer to see the glory and only believers see the rivers. John seven thirty eight and 39 it says only believers get the river which is the manifestation of the kingdom inside the new creature. And the soul is a pretender of faith. It's false faith. And it eats false revelation, even if it's true, if it comes out of the mouth of the most senior prophet who's ever lived in the glory. But if it's applied to soul, you'll never get a promise. Never. Unless a promise falls into the spirit and dies, which means the soul losing control, you'll never have one promise fulfilled from God in your entire Christian life. You'll have to go to the enemy for self fulfillment, and most do because of impatience. But these mighty men of God held fast and steadfast in a firm faith, believing God for the promises when it wasn't convenient. Every single one One of them had to go through egypt abraham went through egypt pharaoh almost took sarah his wife from him because she was so beautiful the bible says which means the promises look like they might be stolen the promises look like they might not get fulfilled the devil's stealing my promises no You're being tested in your wicked heart if you're going to stay loyal to God or get into selfishness. That's what the test is because there's two trees in the garden. You're deciding which kingdom you're going to be loyal to. It's not so much God. God doesn't test you. Your own sin tests you. That's why you're being led out of your soul into your spirit through the testings of soul to see which kingdom you're gonna be covenanted with. You're born covenanted to Egypt. Spiritual Egypt of the new covenant. Has nothing to do with the realm of the natural or the nation in the Middle East. It's a spiritual place of practicing soul. It's the pyramids built by soul that you call church. Uh You call pyramids church. (laughs) I remember when the spirit of prophecy began to deal with this (laughs) in the body of Christ the last several years, (coughs) Akiana. Jesus Christ commissioned her to paint for him. So she prophesied stuff she do not have any cru- clue about. Zero revelation. Zero. Don't even have one thing from God to explain what she's painting and God did that on purpose. You know you do the gifts and scatter them abroad among, amongst all the believers and then you, know, you just do all this wild stuff manifesting the spirit but you don't have any clue what it means. That's what the prophets do. They have the interpretation and it was at this time that she painted a picture of all these pyramids on land getting drowned and swept away by the ocean and let someone in RLM post that picture of Oceania in the RLM Facebook group so you can see and get a visualization of it because that is the exact time and season you are in right now. Those pyramids represent believers building in their christianity that's not the unbelievers that's the believers building out of soul jesus taught the same thing he says you build on shifting saying you're all building something every day how you spend your time your emotions your brain your energy your light Every single second, you are building something. You know, oftentimes we're just building clay, we're building sand, we're just building a garbage heap. We build a garbage pile usually. It's not like we're born knowing how to build apostolically. The training is extensive 14 plus 3 years in Arabia. We're born learning how to build a garbage heap of a manure pile. And We learned that the hard way that my building of head and hand is utterly worthless. The Apostle Paul came to a level of maturity that almost no believers ever have, where he understood all building of brain. And human hand no matter how much you heal the sick with this hand no matter how much tongues comes through your brain and the gifts of the spirit come through your brain no one can build no one has ever built with brain or hand no one no one they build by yielding brain and hand to the great Holy Ghost unless the Lord who is the Spirit builds the house the laborers have labored in vain it is written vanity vanity chasing after the wind what is it it's the brain and the hand doing stuff in the name of jesus that ain't jesus at all it's called dead works so you're learning how to build by yielding to the master builder the apostle jesus that's his title in the book of hebrews apostle jesus and there's no other apostle Anyone that thinks, oh, I'm an apostle that's not in Jesus is a total false apostle. There's only one apostle. There's only one prophet. Jesus is the only prophet. If you think you're a prophet and Jesus is not the only prophet, you're a false prophet. Jesus is the only teacher. You have one teacher. He is Christ. You think you're a teacher of men. If you think you're a teacher and Jesus is not the only teacher, you're a false teacher. If you think you're an evangelist and Jesus Christ is not the only evangelist, you're a false evangelist leading people to Satan. You think you're a pastor and you think Jesus is not the only pastor and there's only one pastor, you're a false pastor leading people to yourself and not the Father and they'll never go into the glory and they'll never live in heaven because you're the pastor and Jesus is not that's what the tree of knowledge does it counterfeits the fivefold and that's why they're all judgmental critical and competition with each other because it's all soulish pyramids that God will annihilate in this generation by getting into the one pastor Christ the great shepherd who appears in your spirit who brings the unity that's always always been amongst the brethren not something you need to do in your heart and mind, coming together praying. You already came together by the Spirit. You need to be slaying and not praying, getting all that goat slayed in your hearts every day. Because there's unity of the brethren already, and your attempts to add unto it is witchcraft. Yes. You need to bring the soul down into the butcher of the Crystal Sea and slay that thing. There's a meat chop with your name on it and you're the animal, and he's gonna turn you into sausage through a grinder, says the Lord. And we say, oh, that's a death threat. It's a death threat, yes. The new covenant is a death threat that unless you die, jesus christ red letters unless you die you can't even live at all the problem is the heart lives therefore the spirit doesn't grow the spirit's still alive it's just buried under your living heart the heart must be crucified to death constantly and that is the work of the fivefold in the possession of jesus in his people there's only one jesus and he lives inside the spirit part of believers and the soul part is the animal sacrifice and the soul part is out here as a whining murmuring complaining poverty perspective yeah. demonized servant of the fallen angels Amen. thinking it's doing Christianity like the prodigal son of Luke 15 wow. no listen it's serving the fallen angels so yep. you can be a believer and serve the fallen angels that's actually normal that's normal Now, to be a believer and serve Christ in spirit and in truth is practically unknown. To go down into the river, to walk amongst the seven golden lampstands before the seven spirits of Christ blazing in the midst of your spiritual stomachs, a place where there is a perfection of peace, provision, and protection for your spirit, soul, mind, and body already given to you at birth but you got into witchcraft god didn't give you that satan did jesus christ said the enemy did this don't blame god for nothing god's perfect in all his ways you repent out of the devil that tempted you to be externally conscious of self now you're in a world of hurt a world of problems because you built in egypt with sandcastles and now you're whining complaining and murmuring to god you need a reality check You don't need a blanket of comfort on you. You need someone who loves you to steer you with a shepherd's crook back into Zion, which is into your spiritual stomach, to return to your first love in your spirit. You need a drill sergeant. And you're going to hate him because you're wrong and deceived about everything in soul. You're not right about anything in soul. Everything a believer believes in soul is wrong, no matter how right and accurate and factual it is, because it's lifeless. It's in the wrong river, it's in the Nile. The human heart is the Nile. You need to go down deeper than your heart into your spirit, into the Jordan, into the Crystal Sea. And you know the river is just the beginning of being saved from yourself and false Christianity, which is the seven-headed beast of the whore Babylon. Whore Babylon is soulish Christians. Truth, anyhow soulish Christians who ride their soul instead of going deeper than their soul into their spirit. You are all without excuse. You are before the judgment seat of God today. And the judgment seat is to kill your heart, to bring your consciousness into your spirit, to discover Jesus Christ, your Savior, in your bellies. That's what's gonna save you. The only thing you need to be saved from is yourself. (laughs) And the self gets so delusional that it begins to complain and murmur against external enemies. That's when the devil has you. That's when you're owned by the demon spirits. You look at the ones who murmured and complained in the Exodus of Moses, of external forces, it was all their own sin that brought it upon them, Scripture declares that. It wasn't the snakes. The snakes were a repercussion of having a serpent ideology inside their own souls. The serpents just came to their serpent faith. It wasn't the snake's fault. It was their fault for believing in the snake. Therefore, they summoned the serpent in the wilderness. And Moses summoned Jesus Christ with a bronze pole and slaughtered the snakes, which is a faith in the seraphim. The word seraphim in Hebrew means snake snake a fire snake of glory amen Amen. that's the dragon of the Lord seraphim is where you get the root word dragon There is a good dragon and anyone amongst the seraphim is amongst the good dragons and if they say otherwise, they have no concept of the seraphim. You need a greater education of the angelic. We do, because your spirit's angelic and the soulish is animalic. This is the disagreement with the good news. The soul disagrees with the angelic. The soul believes in the the animal. The soul's faith is in the beast it's true that's what you deal with every single day of christianity since the fall old coven new covenant, don't matter it's all flesh i said to my astonishment all men are liars all flesh is a liar you have a part of you that's not a liar but this is for the fall of many nations That fluff that just wants the rising of many nations needs to be crucified much more thoroughly. We need the fall. We need the fall of many nations. This child is appointed to the rise and fall of many nations. They prophesied over him as a baby in the temple. And the fall of the nations is our bloodlines, all of us together. Gentile and Jew, male, female, human. What's the number of 666? Apostle John tells you it's the number of human. It's the number of humanity. Amen. Humanity, there is a salvation as it's slaughtered into the glory. And it loses consciousness it loses self-protection i'm so wounded my spouse has been an unbeliever and i've wasted 20 years trying to save them and i just offend all these old ladies who get unequally yoked to men who aren't disciples and you just you got to keep growing despite your spouse no one became a disciple in the bible who is a family pleaser they all had to in, in a way leave their family even if you're still there and be joined to the family of the third heaven You can be a disciple even if you're married to an unequally yoked person it's in the it's in the word paul says if they're willing to just stick around might as well just keep them (laughs) that's what paul's not worried about it because it's not based on others your growth is not based on others that's immaturity and pride (laughs) if only my husband was a believer if only my wife was a believer and got on board it don't matter you're only accountable for your own soul. You're not even accountable for your spouse at all, zero. Once your kids reach an age of accountability, which is 12, bar mitzvah, bath mitzvah, which is the age of accountability, you're not accountable for their souls at all, zero. You just train up a child the best you can with a clean conscience before God and the angels, your hands are clean from them. If they want to go smoke crack and die in a, in a hotel room, you have nothing to do with their judgment. It's true. And they have a free will to rebel. I know that hurts people's feelings because we're emotional animals, but I'm telling you guys, there is a choice that you make to serve the devil or serve the Lord as for me and my house we will serve the lord we'll raise up this house as moses served god and was faithful in all his house so will we serve in this house this house is the kingdom of god the kingdom of yahweh that's what matthew calls it the kingdom of yahweh the kingdom of god the kingdom of the angel of the lord the kingdom of heaven this is the only house you have to worry about Forget your natural house. I mean, if you are faithful in God's house, you will automatically, raise everything and do everything in wisdom in the overflow in your soul and body towards others and elements and business and decisions and all this natural realm you think you need direction in. You don't! You don't need direction in the natural realm. You need direction in the glory realm. You go into the glory, that is secondary and automatic. Disciples are not naturally led. I'm not led by current events. We create the current events because we go deeper into the glory. That's all the ramifications of your spiritual progress when you're not bewitched. When you're bewitched, it's being externally led. And so we all come in bewitched, so we're all externally led. And the apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ, because at your current level of maturity, you don't have another option. You will learn the other option as you become disciples in the river of life as the prophetic word sticks in your spirit gels your spirit and crucifies your animal soul days of noah jesus christ said the great harvest is a harvest of animals and what are the animals our inheritance souls called souls truth anyhow Souls are our inheritance, and this message of unconditional love is the outpouring of living water upon all souls. The only judgment down here is upon Satan and his angels. You can say otherwise, you're wrong. There's no judgment on earth except towards satan and his angels which means the animals are just getting washed and they haven't done a single thing right they don't even believe a single truth from the bible but i will pour out my word on all flesh as the bride descending down from the second heavens as a scroll as light rain upon tender moan grass is the word of God from the lawgiver on Zion, which is the word of grace, the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, applied to everyone. When we're self-righteous and we're in the striving and lots of effort, we we don't want to share grace with those who haven't worked as much, who haven't fasted as much, who haven't tithed as much. They don't do the same good things. They don't deserve the goodness of God like I do with the good things I do. do which is the self-righteous stiff-necked pride you deal in with believers every day that needs to be slaughtered in a greater grace a sunrise of grace where everyone gets the light all shall have the light and the truth is many of the first are gonna be last and the last first why because they'll have a greater comprehension of sunrise grace of undeserved favor that has just melted their soul to live in the glory because this generation will literally do nothing to live in heaven. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. They nothing. You will prepare a heaven for them like a tabernacle of David a Gideon's 300 that has learned to drink, 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 and has so brought a flood of grace that people live in heaven, they won't even know what hit them. Like the days of Noah, the Bible says, they didn't even know what was coming. They had never seen rain before. This generation has never seen liquid grace. Got a lot of teaching and theology on grace, which is not grace at all. Grace is the living water have a drink of grace you need to be fathered in grace because the father of lies is flies in flesh and blood stubbornness and rebellion and the devil don't want you drink in grace he wants you drink in legalism after you're born again that's why christians weep and gnash their teeth at rlm every day You want to see a Christian manifest share an RLM broadcast with them and it will reveal the contents of their heart if their teacher is Satan or Jesus Christ and millions have been taught of the fallen angels in this generation to become the enemies of grace what did the Apostle Paul call false brethren in the Bible enemies of grace Oh, we all believe in Jesus. There were Jewish believers in Jesus. And they came and put everyone under the law. They come into your church and say, you all must be circumcised. But it wasn't the good circumcision of the heart that the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of Grace brought. It was an external discipline of external bewitchment to serve once again, Molech and Remphan, Saturn and the fallen angels, in starlight instead of glory light, them back up to the wrong kingdom after they're born again. So the soulish Christianity is hooking up to the fallen angels, principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions and spiritual places of wickedness after you're born again. In fact, this generation is going to know the full extent of bewitchment. You can't come out of Egypt and come out of Babylon the Great without understanding bewitchment. Galatians chapter 3. Study it until you're blue in the head. Galatians 3, bewitchment. Paul's dealing with a group of people that begin in spirit born of spirit and water, John 3, and try to finish in sand in dry air. Dry knowledge. And a lot of times the fallen angels go steal, stolen waters are sweet, and then put an external appearance of good anointing on the teaching so you get into false mysticism and there's no actual cross there. And they still become the most selfish people that have ever lived, even though they're mystics, even though they're having rapturous experiences, even though they're in ecstasy and I'm getting drunk, bro. This is the drunken glory, just like you. Totally different kingdom. I've dealt with false drunken glory every day for 16 years. False drunken glory everywhere. The real drunken glory is the cross and His blood slaughtering the animal. You're drunk on the slaughter of your heart and mind, otherwise you're a false drunk. And false flaky drunks that are disloyal to Jesus are a dime a dozen out there. We've seen these flakes everywhere. These are the most disloyal people I've ever seen because they're all self-right, which is self-righteous which means my own cup is my justification my drinking justifies me you're not with the body you're with yourself as a lone ranger you're as deceived as it gets most of them are so full of demons they're not even reachable and they're not even teachable you see these stubborn drunks everywhere The Bible says many will be drunk on wormwood. They're drunk on the blood of the saints. They're drunk on Jezebel. And these fallen angels, through bewitched Christians, some people, they'll forfeit their wine and oil. If you don't value spirit and you get into soul, you give up wine and oil which is your inheritance and your birthright devils want to take it from you and most people are dumb enough to give it to them it's a dullness to give up your birthright because you don't value the things of the spirit because you're carnal and bewitched and when you value it you can actually see where it's going i've watched these devils take from believers their wine their oil their waters from their spirit and give them a soulless river nile a false blood covenant, a false horah Babylon, seven-headed beast, counterfeit in the heart, and they think that they're sacrificial. They think they're in the sacrificial system. I'm doing stuff for God. You're doing stuff for the devil every time. You need to understand the sacrificial system of soul, which is total bewitchment, and the sacrificial system of the spirit, which is totally Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You don't add anything to it. You just believe in it and then apply it to your soul by faith in christ that's the real gospel amen and the evidence that it's working is the same jesus in me the king of glory is getting through your wicked heart In the same way through the sacrifice of your wicked animal human beast and it will come forth and it'll be the same shekinah light which is called comradeship and fellowship in the light fellowship in the light the Bible says you can't fellowship in the light with an uncircumcised believer because they're in the wrong light there's no fellowship with false light soulish light you can't fellowship with that but real spiritual life when your spirit gets energized. A lot of this stuff and joy is just hyena. (laughs) And take it as rebuke because you need to get rebuke because a lot of you are just full of demons. It's not fruit and it's not drunkenness. It's demon possession and a false cup and you're trying hard the soul. And there's a reward for trying in the soul from serving the altars of demons that you get drunk on their cups. Paul introduced the drunken glory, the new wine of the divine kind, to the Corinthian church and they soon corrupted it into a drunkenness of drinking the cups from the altars of demons in 1st Corinthians, it is written. Just because you're introduced to spiritual substances that have influence in the soul, most of them are demons. Most of them. These people, these you know, Southern Baptists that tune in and say it's a kundalini spirit. They're actually more accurate than most of the charismatics, because it usually is. It usually is an enemy spirit but you have to let the children learn that's why you're condemning the demon you're condemning the altar you're condemning Jezebel drunk on the blood of the Saints and all the other cups that are offered to the soul into the mouth into the five senses you have to condemn that stuff it's a wonderful condemnation from the throne of grace towards Satan and his angels every day but people are gonna drink the wrong cups and the ones that are drinking the real cup the Gideon's 300 who themselves have drank from every other cup so they know the difference through experience with actual spiritual wisdom to be actual judges in Israel. Israel's full of judges, righteous judges that will cleanse you with their judgments. We need judges in Israel. We need judges in the body of Christ. A loving father. They're called the fathers and the mothers of the faith. Real fathers and mothers are judges in Christ, which is the cleansing of the waters of love, life, and the word of grace. Most of us have had such terrible parents or even terrible experiences in religion that we are very, very stubborn to receive fathering and mothering. But God the Father is coming as a father through those who've been drinking a long, long time in the river a long time having their harps playing the song of the Word of Grace from Zion, singing the song of Moses and the Lamb in a Revelation 15 experience for a long time until there's no other song in your heart. The song of Moses and the Lamb. It's the song of the New Covenant. It's the song of grace. Grace is a song that the Spirit sings and there's a divine duet. The soul is learning that song. The soul will learn to sing that song. When you tear down the soul, it's because you're getting the devil off of it, getting the world off it, getting sin and sorcery and witchcraft off of it. You gotta do that. Those nations have to fall. But once it falls, guess where it falls? It falls in love. It falls in grace. It's a wonderful demolition. You're being demolitioned into God. A righteous man falls seven times. We have said that must be into sin. Yes, it is at one level of interpretation, absolutely true, but there's seven levels of revelation to every verse in the Bible. At level seven, it's falling into the seven spirits of God. You need to fall. You haven't fallen far enough. In you know, a real backsliding. Backsliding into Father God in your bowels we try to sustain ourselves and we say we're struggling we're having a hard time will you pray for me? the problem is is you need to fall internally if you fall externally there's nothing out there in the realm of the dead of thorns and thistles that will care for you the devil hates you he's he's happy that you're miserable he's really happy you make demons happy when you're miserable and sad and angry and murderous and adulterous demons are very emotional creatures but so is god angels are extremely emotional creatures too and sons of god are extremely emotional creatures this this is a jealous love it's an all-consuming this this crystal sea is pure jealousy for every soul to come down into union and divine love it's a jealous love it's an all-consuming fire and the issue is the prophetic needs to be used to tear down souls into a greater fall That's why I'm so harsh up here, but it's not a harshness. It's the iron scepter dashing souls down into the crystal sea. But if a person's not God-inside-minded, they take it as severity, they take it as punishment, they take it negatively, they get offended. How dare you try to take my soul down into union with God the Father? How dare you threaten me with the good time? Amen. Threaten you with the baptism of glory, but it's a threat. That's here to stay because it's the days of noah reality this is this is the true message of the prophetic be baptized repent and be baptized that's the only message john the baptist came preaching a message of repentance and baptism and jesus said john the baptist is the spirit of elijah now john the baptist is here and everyone else that's been used as the spirit of Elijah, which is the only prophetic of the last 6,000 years on this planet. It's the message of repent and be baptized. And you can tell how revelatory a person is when you say baptized, already have the water baptism. That's how they usually react. They're like, I have my certificate of baptism on my wall. There's no certificate for this one, the realm of the natural. But we're, we're happy you got baptized in water. That's a wonderful thing. My baptism in water was in the year 2018. Challenge. They, they built a little swimming pool in the sanctuary and paraded us like animals through the watering hole. And it was freaking glorious, man. I love the days of small beginnings, the days of small baptisms, the days of small waters. It was a tiny, tiny little water in a tiny, tiny little place, and now He has led us into grand waters. He has led us into seven endless oceans. See, notice Christianity in the Bible, the prescription is to begin in water. Who told you that there was anything else? Any other step of the way? It begins in water, and you have to repent of the water if you ever want to grow in God the rest of your believing life. The reason, the only reason why believers have any hardship internally and not in perfect peace all the time is because their Christianity leaves the water realm. It leaves the water. Some of you just need to stay in natural water just to give your brain a grid for the aquatic life. (laughs) A water fast where you're physically. Like the movie cocoon just in a swimming pool for like seven days they can door dash deliver it you just put a little special message on the note at the pool in the backyard i I can't come out for seven days you get all wrinkly that's good like a raisin amen a real water fast john the baptist was in the water was he wrinkly he was a camel skin cricket guy. You think he cared? It's like, oh man, they don't sell lotions at the market for what I got. I have camel hair for skin. A different type of dermatologist. I'm going after the living water to cover my whole face. Never had a haircut in his whole life. Man, just the least amount of vanity that a person has ever walked in. That's why I love John the Baptist. In in the spirit, he was in the old covenant, so you need wisdom to interpret it. But in the spirit, it represents how raw the inner man is in the river, in prophecy, in the spirit of Elijah. You'll grow in the spirit of Elijah forever. You understand that? This is the opportunity to grow in baptism, And repentance we think repentance is I'm not doing anything externally wrong I have three years with my token from AA of not smoking crack not not smoking synthetic masculine and drinking liquid cocaine so I have my token I have repented brother listen man that ain't repentance repentance is being in the river it's not refraining from external bad. That's older prodigal son sin- syndrome. That's being a real sinner. Now you're a self-righteous, wicked son of the religious spirit. You're worse off in the religious spirit. And they're like, they destroy me into rebellion. Well, it's all sin. It's all hell. And the knowledge of good and evil. Our main problem is the knowledge of good. The main thing that holds believers back from knowing grace is the knowledge of good, not evil not the bad stuff, the good stuff, the things about God, the scriptures, the interpretation of the Bible is one of the biggest stumbling blocks. That's why Paul says, I would not have many of you teachers, brethren. for it, Or James, you have many the teacher is judged more strictly. Why? Because unless you're teaching God inside-mindedness for the spirit part of a person, you're a total false teacher leading them into Egypt. We have people out here, you can turn Tune in and there is a hundred thousand, a million ministries of people sent from God to teach. I tell you what, if they're not God inside minded, they're not teaching you God. They're teaching you Satan in the soul. You got to be really, you know, then they call us false teachers, but you know, that's because they're a brood of vipers. That's because Satan and his angels have so much territory in Christianity, it's likened to Judaism in the first coming of the Messiah, where the religion was completely ruined to the point where they had to do the messianic movement outside the synagogue structure. Jesus didn't want to do that. It would have been easier to do it inside the synagogues. But because Satan had infiltrated the entire covenant religion of judaism there was no room for the messiah to even bring his first coming inside the church (laughs) and you think it's any different today you're as deceived as they were in the days of the pharisees there's no room for the second coming inside buildings made by human hands even the good teachers that are in the glory stream continuously grieve and quench the spirit they do they don't have a grid for being outside of the building systems God's gonna bring a flood and there will be a mass exodus from church people are so deceived that they'll think it's the destruction of Christianity itself no it's the destruction of the seven-headed beast and there's been a grace for working in that system because we had no grid for anything otherwise but it will all be be completely destroyed on earth as it is in heaven is living in an open Eden paradise. There's no walls in heaven. Jasper is glory at Jerusalem without walls. Growing in the glory in spirit is manifesting the spirit as the walls. People enter into the walls of your spirit. Spirit walls are true kingdom walls where the, the manifest glory is so strong in your spirit, they have to get through the fire in order to come into union and conversation with the being. And if they can't get through the membrane, that's why they often manifest and they just stay on the outside as spectators, like those who came down to the river in the days of John the Baptist. They never got in the river. They couldn't pass through the repentance membrane of Causing the soul to dissolve to prioritize the spirit which is what Elijah does it restores the children to the father The spirit Elijah restored what does that mean restores the soul to the spirit? The river is the life of the human spirit And what the devils do is get you into false life in the human soul And that's why many of you are still cursed because you found a type of life that isn't divine life but is a human life, an animal life in this realm and you think it's good and from God but it's the devil destroying your soul. Which means there needs to be a more mature prophetic to expose the works of the devil. Everything hidden in darkness brought into the light. Everything whispered in secret, <laughs> shouted from the rooftops. It is written to expose the works of the devil. The Son of God has made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. The only works of the devil down here hurting God's people are the works in the soul that are a counterfeit pretending of the spirit. So a real mature drinking company, because you only understand these romans by drinking you can't come into a deep realm of wisdom proverbs 9 except by killing beasts which is soul and mixing wine which is spirit that's how wisdom builds seven pillars what are these seven pillars the pillars of holding up the spirit inside your body not just one pillar in there seven pillars of seven interior castles that are not fallen down Jacob's broken tent But it's David's rebuilt tower. The tower and tabernacle of David is the rebuilding of the human spirit. And the spirit will be rebuilt as the soul, which has been in communion with the religious angels, many of them pretending to be prophetic in glory, Many of them come as angels of glory. Many of them come as angels of signs and wonders. Lying signs and wonders, Jesus Christ called them in the Bible, which means they're signs and wonders of the soul realm. We go down in the river, you become the sign and wonder. Israel. Israel means sign and wonder. You are the signs and wonders as Israelites. There's a sign and wonder that's Christ in you. The fullness of deity in bodily form. That's the sign that makes the nation's wonder that's the wine sign that's the blood covenant amen you can show people god what's the sign for the sign of god it's the sign of god what's the wonder for it's the wonder of god what's the mystic mystery god in you it is written it's all about god listen man we love all the stuff i like the gifts but i like god and the things that come out of god Honestly, I'm not really fascinated by because I'm in such a deep internal union of God the Father's glory. That stuff is automatic. I have watched Signs, Wonders, and Miracles automatically like sweat at an external distance constantly mirror the internal union. Honestly, I'm not in Signs and Wonders, and I'm not into Signs and Wonders. And that might offend you, but it's the truth anyhow. I'm into union with the Father, and the Bible says signs and wonders are for people out there They get the overflow of my internal union, which the Bible says unbelievers. Amen. Unbelievers are into signs and wonders, Some people need to hear that, and it's the Spirit talking, not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Brandon isn't saying this. this is the spirit talking to you right now. I'm just like in awe of what he's saying right now. Oh my gosh. What are you? Woo. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a back seat and watch the spirit just speak through my body. Ooh. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Teach us a deeper union. God desires us to live. Beyond the veil in the holy holies, there are a million distractions. I've seen them every every step along the way. These distractions are temptations. The gifts, oh, the gifts are one of the biggest distractions. You go through the gift into the giver, and it's not like we just refuse. We don't shut down any gifts. We don't shut down tongues. The Bible says, I, "I do not forbid speaking in tongues," which means let. All this stuff happened at every level of maturity. This isn't just bringing rules and like, okay, now Brandon said no signs and wonders. I mean, you know what I mean? You're going into the spirit is this means more signs and wonders. And this means more gifts. This means more of the stuff of God automatically just billowing out of you in every direction. But it means more of an effortless manifestation of the kingdom. It means a more greater maturity with less eyes on the stuff and more eyes on God and which is the maturity we need to take out the unbelief of the devil that fills the souls of the world. In order to destroy unbelief with the floods of faith, our eyes are going to have to be totally fixed on Jesus on a level we can't even comprehend right now, where it's like the brain and the eyes of the brain, which is the eyes of Horus, the pyramids, there's eyes in the brain, the optometrist,
1: that's
0: Horus you think you see but you're blind this eye here has to be totally annihilated is there an eye here look third eye blind I'm blinded, blinded by the light took the jumper i wish you would step back from that ledge my friend we're jumping off the ledge <laughs> as happy tweakers in the glory taking the sips i was given and i sipped again and i sipped again Ah, and I bumped again, and I bumped again. Yeah. Amen. And the fun, make sure you're having fun in the sun as you get undone. You can stay constantly intoxicated in every way as you glow, glow, glow in the glory. <laughs> Amen. And the Holy Ghost drugs always work at the expense of your pride. Uh, yeah. At the expense, usually, of verbal communication of the deep things of the Spirit, for just the fascination of the actual experience on the inside, which you can only partially communicate in the natural realm. And wisdom is the parables, riddles, and dark speech of that spiritual constant encounter of union with God in the interior castles. What's going on in the castles? 1% of the activity of the interior castles where there's light and shekinah on the inside in the new creature, the new creature is having a ball in there. You need to go into the new creature. See, if you're in the old creature, that's marked for slaughter. So you're just going to have bad and worse. In the days ahead, you might kill yourself. Suicide's a common thing in the New Testament. And it's not just killing yourself. It's like God will kill you too. If Satan kill you, God will kill you, or you'll kill yourself. It's your only three options. It's the Jack Kevorkian anointing. (laughs) You ain't getting out of here alive! You have signed a death note, a death covenant, a covenant with the death of Jesus, which is a baptism, which is what I signed up for, and that's why there's joy in it. It's not sad or scary at all, it's totally celebrational. But a people that don't deny themselves and take up their cross and yet call on the name of Jesus. This is the worst time to be a believer. They are struggling, they are suffering, they're getting into conspiracy theories, listen, the floods of Noah aren't going to save them, that's a doom and gloom thing for them, revelation is all (laughs) fear-based. To be a believer in the soul right now is to just be totally around the throne of Satan wondering what the devil's going to do to you next. (laughs) It's true. And so you're just living in defense of everything. You're not teachable because you're full of fear and pride, which is a lot of believers guys (laughs) they can only take so much and so all of that system is in the soul and none of it is gonna survive if you can just get over that right now recognizing no part of your soul is gonna make it (laughs) the God wants to kill the whole animal constantly and you're just okay with that and I'm gonna live out of a different part of me that I don't have hardly any experience in. That's why walking by faith, not by sight. You're gonna walk by sight for a while because no one's perfect, and you make mistakes, and you get into fear. Fear is going back into walking by sight, and we'll justify. We self-justify all of it, and we to our own demise, to our own destruction. We think that there's a there's a good excuse of why I should get back into. I faith instead of he faith get into the I am's of Satan here instead of the I am of Jesus here you know when you walk by sight not by faith you're walking in a demonic mantle Christians walk in demonic mantles all the time that's the immaturity of all believers It's not even a matter if you have a demon. It's the whole world getting burned out of your whole soul. You have the whole world in your whole soul. It's not about if I have a devil. It's not about if you have a stronghold. I'm sure you have many. The whole issue is it's the whole world getting systematically annihilated by taking your whole brain, your whole soul, down into the river in the message of repentance and baptism which is the message of how your soul gets restored in the living water remember the gospel is the living water message in the Bible salvation only comes by water born of spirit and water which means deliverance of not just your individual sins, your individual secret lusts, your individual self-righteousness, and the things of the heart that are invisible to your mind. Since it's a part of your soul, you can't see it and you'll manifest when someone else of the eyes of the, the crystal sea come upon you. You will defend yourself against God, even though He's trying to save you from your own soul. That's what you deal with in ministry. In ministry, you kill the beast, which means you're constantly dealing with the blindness of pride in everyone's souls. And what do you do? Unconditional washing of the pride of the soul and an outpouring of the measure your soul has gone gone down into the water, which is the measure of your ministry. It's the measure of your grace. It's the measure of your unconditional love in Christ. It's the measure of your accurate maturity in the kingdom of heaven and your rank in the heavenly Sanhedrin of how much living water can wash. Animals. Days of Noah. How many I know Noah's Jesus. But did you wash them unconditionally? Oh no, Lord. I there was a group of animals I couldn't stand. I murdered them. I didn't give them any grace. I hated them. I despised them. He's like, Well, you have no rewards in that in that area for eternity. You understand that? In an area where the water's not flowing, hell is possessing that. In an area where you're not washing your own animal this is why you go into the the serpent category of animals in the natural you go through animals in the spiritual you go through angels And you'll go through all of both if you are to be an overcomer you're overcoming both those angelic realms of the invisible and those animalic realms of the visible birds beasts and reptiles of Romans 1 it is written and you'll go through all of them into the highest flying serpent realm of the red dragon the ancient primal evil primal evil the origin of sin satan is the first sinner the bible says which means you'll deal with flying snakes and it's open season on the flying serpents amen and how are you going to be up there i'll be up there as a flying snake myself yes. truth and yeah yep. the only way you get up into those elevations of birds beasts and reptiles is going through birds beasts and reptiles in your animal forms yep. days of noah i'll tell you an open vision i had last fall all the nations as animals coming into the white dove as an animal hallelujah you deal with the primal dragon with the flying serpent flying serpent becomes flying white dove i think we're really honestly for accurate we're at the flying serpent level here in rlm and we're not at white dove i think that's next season for our next level of maturity but this is awesome i love flying serpent level i love red dragon level and i love the, the seraphim I just love all the lessons of the flesh and the physical and the wisdom of the natural and the wisdom of the external because there's a wisdom there of rulership of all the animal realms like Noah had wisdom of all the animals and there's a wisdom of all the angels the good the bad and the ugly you'll go through all of them You go through the perfect you go through the bad you go through the young angels that make mistakes it's not sin. It's just that they they don't have experience. Good angels messing up all the time and, you know, they're, they're spirit beings. They're, they are perfect, meaning they don't sin, but it doesn't mean they're not growing in God's ability, in their perfect spirit. So angels grow and learn and develop just like your spirit grows and learns and develops because God created you like the angels, Enoch said, and they shall be like the angels. Jesus Christ said it also. He says, the sons of the resurrection are angel-like children of God. You're going to be like the angels. Spirit angel, flesh animal, and both mature. And in order to have an abounding grace as the outside matures because if you settle for an animal materialization the grace lifted you up on the inside and you say this is the type of animal I'm gonna be at this level this is my pen this is my white picket house this is my inheritance in the realm of the natural I mean you settle for complacent satisfaction you'll lose that that's why you can't turn back you got to keep plowing through all external animal forms And there's some animal forms in here that are very low. There's some animal forms in here that are very high. There's all kinds of different levels even in this room right now. There's all types of different animal manifestations and all types of different angelic manifestations and all types of different demonic manifestations even in this group in this room right now. And the judge will be the waters. That's the righteous judgment. Waters are both sovereign over the angelic and the animalic. The water is the judgment seat of Christ, Revelation 22. Amen? So, as you grow in water, you grow in the perfecting of both. Water is the knowledge of the glory, also known as the knowledge of the ruling power of grace. What we bring from the top of Zion is the government of the word of grace. The natural man has a comprehension of the natural law. Grace is a totally foreign divine substance, which means you can only spiritually discern it and spiritually learn it. Grace is divine. Grace is the divinity of God inside man's spirit. That's what we're growing in. We don't believe, most of us, that grace is more powerful than the law. So we still need rules and regulations, because our faith is so small. We put them on ourselves, we put them on our kids, we put them on our spouses, we put them on our country and our nation. The only reason why is because we don't yet have a revelation of the law of grace, the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, of the Spirit, being greater than the law of sin and death. And the law of sin and death is needed until the time of the maturity of the believer to have an actual order of Melchizedek, an order of the word of grace. You know how the word of grace governs? With water punishing darkness, with water punishing wrongdoing. The water will come in word form like 500 pound millstones, Revelation says, which means people are going to get it even if the vast majority don't. Days of Noah? Only one guy in the whole planetary system got it. Everyone else missed it, did not understand it, or rejected it out of their own pride and knowledge, out of their own personal experiences, and my own school of thought. Well, that's just your opinion, Noah. That's how people come in and their stubbornness and their sorcery. That's just your your world of thought. I'm going to go follow these other ministries because there were many ministries in the days of Noah, many ministries. There were ziggurats and houses of religion, houses of training. Some of them were about Yahweh. Oh, the real God. But no one had it except God's anointed and chosen one, Noah, which represents Christ in us. No one has it. There's no other God here except the God that indwells the human spirit. All their gods are demons, the Bible says. Every soulish God, every soulish selfish interpretation about the real God or demonic influence about false gods is all religion. It's all worthless. It's all dead knowledge. There's no life in it. You get into the real God and you burn the knowledge out of you. Greeks seek knowledge. That's something that needs to be circumcised out of most people's souls the seeking of knowledge is demonic it's demonic people come in and seek revelation <laughs> seeking revelation is demonic what is the purposes that's why the angels asked Enoch what are your purposes for this knowledge because that's what caused the whole corruption of man and he says I learned want to know about everything why because his spirit was pure and so the angel began to teach him about everything Because it wasn't about just to have power over others, there was no selfishness in Enoch. It was for the good and the pleasure and the enjoyment of his Father in heaven. And so that's why we get unlimited revelation. Not to boast and pride that I'm better than you, so that I can boast in my Father as better than you. My Father's better than you. Amen. My dad can beat up your dad. Amen. Oh, you have the same dad. He's not beating up himself. Great. Unity of the brethren. In the same dad, that's why we're all glad. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Unity of the brethren. When the when the animal is beaten to death. You know, there's a stoning to death. We we read about Jesus sparing prostitutes from being stoned to death in the Bible. But isn't it interesting? He didn't spare Paul from being stoned like 12 times. No, he only spared the prostitute. I tell you what, the soul has a lot
1: coming.
0: And Paul prayed three times, God, take this thorn away from me. The suffering of being beat up by the devil all the time. And what did God say? My grace is sufficient for you. You need to go down into the living water, Paul. Paul had partial revelation. Paul was of the first generation of apostles. He's been growing in the apostolic for 2,000 years. He's much wiser now. Truth, anyhow. So we're not coming with first century apostolics. We're coming with all the wisdom of all the apostles of all time. Because each one builds every generation. That's the kingship of the kingdom. The kings of the kingdom is the apostolic the lords of the kingdom is the prophetic and the Bible says only the apostolic and the prophetic rejoiced in the days of the judgment towards the seven-headed beast in the whore of Babylon on account of you prophets and apostles I have judged her what has he judged the soulishness and so only people that in the true prophetic in the true apostolic, which we're doing our best to train all of you in every day will rejoice in the coming in these coming judgments other people will feel as if God or Satan is winning many people don't have the same understanding as we do the same training and discipleship in the spirit they haven't been in the glory 23 years i've been in the deep things of god in the deep glory for 23 years in order to bring this message out of the realms of victory that are inside every believer's spirit we have a lot of experience in this stuff guys we can help you get devoured in your soul to live a constant glory life amen to live a new creature life that is our job and our purpose to be a witness of what's available if you can come out of babylon my people coming out of babylon coming out of her is coming out of you coming out of you There is no more you when you go into zion zion is kingdom consciousness that i am not in me anymore i'm in he forevermore i'm in the glory realm which means i'm living without self-consciousness my soul is clear before God and the angels in the kingdom of heaven by the washing of the water of the Word. Why? Because Jesus made a way for us into these realms. Not that we're boasting in the water. I mean it's like boasting and doing the dead man's float. It's like boasting in the doggy paddle. We're ridiculous in grace. We are absolutely obnoxious in the grace of the Lord Jesus. And this water obnoxiousness will go viral because it's the true entrance into the kingdom through obnoxious grace. True grace is obnoxious to the soul because it requires none of the soul's abilities, zero. It only requires the soul being annihilated by this obnoxious grace. That's why most of you don't need sense. You need nonsense. And then once you are real steady in nonsense, some of you have been around a while, you need sense. You need wisdom. You need maturity. You need actual responsibility so you're not in three-year-old nursery the rest of your mystical lives. Amen. There has to be a development in all the maturity of Christ from 1 to 33 in your spirit. So you go into one-year-old glory Jesus because Jesus was perfect at one, perfect at two, perfect at three months, perfect at nine months. You know, you're experiencing perfect three-month-old Jesus glory. And so we'll often think, man, I've I've arrived. This is perfection. This is the hundredfold glory realm. I've been in the 30 and 60 in my pentecostalism. Now I'm in the hundredfold in baby Jesus, you're in the you're in the manger, and zero wisdom, like literally zero. You can't even talk; it's gugu gaga stuff. Hey, it's perfect. It's perfect glory, but there's no rulership of the kingdom given to Jesus at at three, at three months, at six months, at at twelve years old. The Holy Ghost had him submit to his human parents at twelve, even though he was wiser than the seventy-two year olds at the temple in Jerusalem. Oh. What does that tell you about the father he's always impressed with this internal development even if this internal development's 12. jesus didn't rule at 12. jesus began to rule at 30. which is god the father is going to father your spirit on the inside for a very very long time at the expense of the outer man being constantly misunderstood the entire time you get around like-minded people usually when you're in your teens of your angelic inner nature because you learn to separate yourself from the realm of the dead of those that aren't developing the eternal person because you you can't waste time with people no wisdom now because now at 12 you're really learning how to communicate and talk as the spirit being and the soul is mirroring the spirit very well and at that place at 12 he submitted to his parents in a great humility and came up under them and enjoyed being an angelic being in the midst of human beings which means the father was learned at teaching him humility even though he was god in there isn't that cool the god came in the likeness of a servant even putting his son under frail people good people the best people in the world joseph and mary the nazarenes i mean it was a good time great people awesome times but submitting to them with failure, failures with human weaknesses and that sort of thing and Jesus didn't have any failures and Jesus didn't have any human weaknesses but he still yet submitted to all of them all around us because he was learning how to be a servant king which is the evidence that you're actually growing in the way of Christ and in your inner man submit to one another out of reverence for Christ be a little child what does the apostle Paul say I have come amongst you as a young child. The most mature people live as young children. Which means they let all of the old people with their soulishness talk and teach and do all this stuff and do all these works and stuff. And they're the little children. For the soulish people, they look like the most immature and that's what they called Paul. You're the worst speaker, you're the worst teacher. You know, we're, we're getting into these mature now Judaizers. They're telling us to how to get into Moses some mystical teaching that's a lot better than the junk and simple stuff you're teaching, Paul. Now I'm into the advanced stuff of Gamaliel. Yep. And they all get into Jezebel. They all betrayed him. They all got fed to lions. (laughs) Many of them are burning in hell listening to this message right now. Whoops-a-daisies. We don't want to get into that complicated external stuff. Can you lose salvation? yes absolutely bible clearly says you can lose salvation well that's not gonna happen to you let's cross our fingers (laughs) people we deal with a lot of immaturity and people are like have i blasphemed the holy spirit if you're concerned about it you haven't if you stopped caring if you did or not you probably have If you have any concern and reverence for God still, then there's a softness in your heart. And there's this hope of of glory and going into God and getting washed on the inside and beginning to eat a better food for your spirit, a better spiritual diet. What really cleans up Christians is a better diet. You are what you eat in the kingdom the prophetic quality of words and people come in and they'll still mix my words with a lot of people. Most people that come in here, the Spirit of God says to them, don't mix RLM with other ministries, at least for a season. Just so you have a grid for just only sonship food. And that's healthy for a lot of people. People come in and they mix it with the old food and they never see the difference. You'll see the difference if you just do an RLM fast. And I I would just encourage you because the Bible says test the fruit. Please test RLM in every area. If there is any area where we need to grow, and there are a lot of them, those are the areas I want exposed. I am not afraid for light to expose darkness in my soul because I've lived vulnerable open to the light of God in my whole heart since beginning this ministry. We have lived our life on public camera with all of our short fallings all of our weird antics and manifestations and most of it has been extremely strange because God's testing my people pleasing my respectability getting more undignified than this It's called the prophetic path the prophetic path is crazy but it is the way the Lord in a sapphire stone sometimes you just have to get caught up and you dance like David dance other times you sing and you sound like crap but it sounds beautiful like angels singing in the spirit and it's all about obedience is and some of it will be soul and some of it's just you, and you just you're not offended by it anymore because you know it's the process of just dealing with them the manger. Yeah. There's no respectability of what the process looks like anymore. That's a place of real healthy maturity that I'm just happy to be in the process of growing as a spirit. And if I'm carrying what others think, my spouse thinks, what people think, what RLM thinks, what, what I think, and I can't just get undone <laughs> as I'm growing. You know, the devil's got you. You need to get undignified. You know, don't please me, please the Spirit of God in me any spiritual growth and it'll probably come differently in different manifestations through you than it came through me i'm not gonna judge you and if i do god's gonna rebuke me and correct me we are for your spirit growing in christ whatever it looks like is totally irrelevant jesus christ never judged by what he saw nor by what he heard he judged by the spirit receiving grace and releasing a greater light which is not communicated often in English or in American culture. True spiritual growth means your spirit's brighter today. What have you been doing? Nothing. Playing video games. Awesome. Play more video games. If your spirit's growing in light, usually enjoying God and fun things is what causes your spirit to get brighter the religious stuff you put on you is not even from god remember the purpose of being created on earth was to have fun with god yeah. god created adam and eve and planted them in the garden of enjoyment of how to have fun in the glory every day Amen. Fun. we still need a tremendous amount of r- deliverance from religion yeah. we put yokes and burdens on ourselves The the Holy Spirit doesn't even know what it is. Like, what? That's not him. The Holy Spirit is a child. The Holy Spirit is more childlike than all the children of the world combined. You know what the Holy Spirit's will for your life is? To have more fun with Him. The Holy Ghost. You'd be surprised how childlike He just wants to have fun with you. What's God's plan for your life? To have fun. <laughs> Not some complicated list of works. Oh, he's anointed me a prophet to the nations. Well, you'd be a terrible one if you don't have fun with the Holy Ghost. You'd be a religious prophet. you probably have a big ministry because people are into that and they take everything so serious. So we need, to, we need to pray, pray, pray right now more than ever. Well, I know Jesus is not on the throne today. It's up to us. We put this burden, this yoke on each other because we're soulish and not as spiritual as we think you are. We begin to work out of the irrevocable prophetic giftings. And we have bad leaders today. The truth is we have terrible leadership in the body of Christ. and I've And it's it's all of us because of our level of maturity and our level of spirit ruling over soul it's all bad leadership and so you need grace to abound through everyone as we just get drowned in the crystal sea of the leadership of Christ everywhere you know a lot of the leadership roles will change you know leadership is all about who can release the most water is that what the Bible says? Mm -hmm. Revelation 7 17 and the great leader shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life and wipe every tear from their eyes by teaching them how to drink." Which means they'll grow them in living water. The Bible says leadership is only in the measurement of how much living water, liquid grace, you're pouring on others. Their reaction to the liquid grace is not even important. Most people reject it because they get into works, which they think is Christian religion. They get into real, real effort, real, real seriousness, you know, the, you get into soul. They get into the horror of babylon they get into satan we need to get into grace we need to be disciples and students of grace which is disciples and students of the living water because that's the only rank and measurement of authority that god has given to man <laughs> what makes a man great is how much living water that man has channeled through his body out of your belly will flow rivers only if it gets through your heart By peeling that off with a different river, a river of grace instead of a river of you, a river of your ideas, it's got to go and get out of your mind. This needs to renew the mind. This is how you're renewed in your mind, by the mind being controlled by the river. We need our minds renewed. A lot of our minds are just out there being tossed around like a beanbag in the fallen angels. The mental illness right now amongst Christians is severe severe every single pastor I know talks about the severe mental illness in his churches you'll hear about it on Sunday morning you'll hear about it every single week this is the one of the greatest frustrations of pastors is how this is the hardest group of people to pastor to mentor to teach to do all this stuff to lead them because they're insane. You can't lead insane people. It's it's like Joel's uh, insane asylum instead of Joel's bar. (laughs) Joel's mental institute. We've dealt with mental illness, but it's not just us, it's everyone, it's everyone. And the reason why is because of a lack of God inside mindedness and a bewitchment. Bewitchment is the cause of mental illness. Jezebel and her millions of demons, that's why Christians are freaking crazy. And it's not a good crazy, it's not a, a river crazy, it's not John the Baptist, it's not, it's not the prophetic, it's the false prophetic. It's demon possession and it, it destroys families and it destroys lives and it, a lot of it's in, in this room right now. And God is gonna wash that away from your souls. The river is gonna set you free from crazy the river will bind your brain this is one of the greatest promises for christian leaders in this generation because you know we've dealt with this i've had i I have stories we could tell you for years of dealing with crazy in christianity and you know the prophetic looks crazy to them so like oh i'm in my tribe now But the prophetic is not crazy it's like the genius of the spirit destroying the shackles of the soul so it's like it's a totally different crazy but they think it's the same crazy because they judge by what they see and by what they hear but it's a different kingdom we need to deal with the mental illness it has to be dealt with it has to be brought into light it's how satan is just torturing and tormenting thousands and even i'd say millions of christians mental health is at an all-time low statistically And the reason is because of Babylon the Great, potent sorcery, or starlight in the brain. Knowledge in the brain, dryness, stubbornness in the brain, unteachable in the brain. The clay saying no to the master potter. I'm not going back into the kiln, I'm a student of Joel's bar now, I'm a son of God. And if you refuse to go into the fire and become a different, not become a different vessel. Mental illness is the cause of resisting the Spirit of God. Bob Jones said that. Bob Jones got saved in an insane asylum and didn't even start ministry till he was like 41 years old because he got converted in the mental institute at age 39. Woo! And the reason why he was insane is because he was resisting the Spirit and his destiny mental illness is the fruit of resisting the spirit of grace and just staying in your soul they say you find the prophet you, you want to look for the prophets you'll find the prophets in the mental institute the rebellious ones the Jonas, because they have yet to be controlled in their mind by the river a lot of them are just not discipled correctly a lot of them were not around people mature enough in the spirit to disciple the prophets into being profitable for the father and they're just lost just completely in chaos in there and all those gifts harming them because they're not trained in them so we want to establish a river company a place an online ministry with some local effect here where people can come and learn the river and the deep prophetic and come out of all the madness of the soul of the dry place and just go as deep as you want every day there's like 18,000 instructional prophetic videos in Red Letter Ministries on YouTube, 18,000. And it's all the different steps of the spirit of prophecy training me in the prophetic for the last 16 years online so it can also train you. That's how God does it. We all need help. God does it by demonstrating on one and then showing them what it looks like and it imparts it into everyone. You look at every generation, that's how God worked. And you gotta get over that pride where it's like, I want the same one-on-one stuff. That That's not how God is. God <laughs> likes order. And it doesn't. it's not about greatness or lessness. It's not about comparisons. That's all soulish stuff. Don't let stubbornness and pride keep you away from the school of Elijah. This is... The real Elijah school, guys, this is the school of Samuel and the prophets, and the school of Elijah and the prophets, and it's very different than Elijah List, and I like Elijah List, and I read Elijah List, but it's very different. The kingdom school is very different than the charismatic schools in the earth. We've had many people from all those glory uh, glory stream schools, all those prophetic schools come into this ministry. I'm telling you, the bewitchment and the witchcraft is extreme. If it were not so, I'd be underneath their ministries gleaning everything I could every day, but it's not the case. The case is they usually come in a total mess of charismatic witchcraft, of soulless training. All of that has got to go down into the real school of Elijah being taught in the river and it's organic. It's outside the four walls of church. It's 24/7. It's not a morning devotional. It's not Sunday morning. It's a river and it's an ocean as you grow in God inside mindedness. It's a constant practice of the Holy of Holies inside your body. The new covenant temple until prophecy is no longer needed because you're fully inside the kingdom through prophecy. The Bible says prophecy is the path to heaven and they all walked on sapphire prophetic pavement into heaven and ate with God face to face. Which means once you're in heaven with God face to face on the inside face to face, the prophecy. You're not prophesying, you're just outflowing rivers. You've fulfilled all prophecy. You've been seated with Christ now in heavenly places, and the giftings are the rivers coming out of you doing all the works, and the angels are in the rivers. We're here to end prophecy. But in order to do that, you have to become all the levels of prophecy, and most of us are barely even begun because we haven't been trained in the river and it's living water ever increasing prophetic sapphire sea prophetics that you'll grow in until you're enthroned in zion the throne of zion is your final resting place as you grow in prophecy that's what the bible says for the overcomers they will sit with me on my throne what is the overcoming you're overcoming by the prophetic word and it's not just the prophetic word it's also the prophetic river The river is the spirit of prophecy. Which means it's alive, it's active, it's energized, it's the real person. It is the spirit of Jesus. The river is the spirit of Christ. You wanna interact with Jesus? You have one on one with God daily when your mind is renewed to the river of prophecy. You're speaking with God continuously, He's flowing through you like a river. You feel Him like a river. 10,000 watts of electricity surging through your bones and marrow every second. And it's so washing your brain you begin to see in the river you begin to see differently your spirit begins to transfigure your five senses including your eyes to see angels to see rivers to see signs and wonders to see visions to see all the different things god's and god can now speak to you and use your five senses as they're totally washed in the real prophetic in the river we need to mature in the prophetic in order to become overcomers it's going to take in it god said there'll be no manifestation of the sons of god except by the full embrace of the kansas city prophets which was what introduced the prophetic back into christianity in the 80s starting with bob jones and Uh, Paul Keith Davis and you know Bobby Connor and uh, you know they are some of the children of those Kansas City prophets Paul Keith Davis, James Gall, uh, Paul Kane, and others, John Paul Jackson. And these Kansas City prophets reintroduced the prophetic in the 80s to the Charismatic and Pentecostal Church of America and they were sent out worldwide. So just like William Seymour brought tongues and the gifts of the Spirit and starting Church of God in Christ and the Assemblies of God in 1906, the prophets brought all the prophetic as an impartation in seed form. It wasn't the maturity of it. It was an impartation. God does everything in seed form. But they brought all the seed form forth into this generation to be brought into the maturity that will carry us into the promised land. Amen. So a lot of people that are just brand new the prophetic, you know, God trained me with all the Kansas City prophets for like 15 years. (laughs) I'd be eating all the Kansas City prophets every day, eight hours a day, because all that prophetic anointing was impartation for the manifestation of the sons of God. I mean, that's my background. That's the school of Elijah. school of Elijah isn't one prophet. It's all prophets of all time. And if you don't have the foundation of previous generations prophets, you are absolutely false. You are clueless at best, false at worst. You need to go into the roots of the prophetic. Amen and get some roots because then you get grounded and you realize there's a long lineage of men and women of God before you were here walking (laughs) deep in the spirit and you are not alone You have a a great group of prophets that have obeyed God and gone deep in the Spirit. And this is your family. This is your cloud of witnesses. They're the ones around you in the Spirit, carrying on because they've investment in you by their God sperm genetics, which is their words. The Word of God is the sperm of God, which is the increase of their harvest through the sons of God in this generation. And that's why the cloud of witnesses is constantly visiting this generation. Because they'll get the most harvest out of them. Because it's the maturity of the ages not the ages of the devil but the ages of God and the Bible says there are seven ages and an age is a thousand years this is the age of the Lord which means it's the maturity of the previous 6,000 years of the prophetic that will come forth now Amen. and let it come forth in you let every person every believer the Bible says I wish all God's people be prophets you can all prophesy you can all be prophetic and every time you're in the river by the river living in the river obedient to the river practicing the river you are perfectly prophetic And you will grow in the prophetic, and the prophetic will be the manifest presence of his glory through your souls as you grow in prophecy, which is growing in wisdom. Prophetic is the interpretation of the divine will. (laughs) It's the interpretation of the divine while in the human body, while in the flesh. there's no growing in wisdom unless you grow in prophecy every day that's our daily wine give us our daily wine our daily substance of the prophetic the sapphire wine you're drinking the new wine you're drinking the spirit of prophecy That's why when you start to really get into the prophetic, you will be annihilated in a prophetic anointing all the time. Everything is so fun and filled with life the deeper you go into the spirit of prophecy because it's the deeper depths of the river of life. We think the river of life is just some living water thing out here. No, it is prophecy. The river of life is the prophetic path, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. A maturing in the prophetic is the only path of the living waters. You'll never mature in the glory in 100 million years unless you mature in the prophetic, which is begin to understand God's ways. What does the Bible say? God is a prophet. He's the great white eagle. When Jesus revealed himself to me physically on this street outside this house, he came as a great white eagle, which is the prophet, the senior prophet, the chief prophet of the body of Christ. This is how Jesus is coming through us as the great white eagle. And he's training up little eagles everywhere, which is your spirit to understand the prophetic, flow in the prophetic, which keeps you free from religion. You know, prophecy and the spirit of Elijah, they bounce around Elijah. Elijah could never kill, uh, or Jezebel could never kill Elijah because the the antichrist can't control the prophetic. It's the place of perfect protection. You want to be protected from the enemy? All you gotta do is flow in prophecy. Because you'll be moving around like Elijah in a chariot of fire. You have have angel armies around you. But if you're not moving in the river and the river is not steering the courses of your life, you're open game to the enemy. And the enemy comes in and starts building nests in your head because you won't be steered and controlled by the spirit of God. You're steered and controlled by just complacent satisfaction and laziness or disagreement with the prophets. That's how you get the prophet's reward. It's just flowing in the spirit of prophecy. Because where is the river taking you? into greater glory every day the spirit of prophecy is is god himself and the only plans he has for you are good and hope for a future and and bright light and prosperity beyond your wildest imagination elijah the whole land is starving and elijah comes in driving a rolls royce prophetically he came in rich and he what did he do he came in and ate the widow's last meal
1: <laughs>
0: this is when you're, you're in the prophetic you do some stuff contrary to natural wisdom but you're, you have confidence because at that time you've been walking in the spirit a long time So you're just, you're used to god being a wild child when you're deep in the spirit you just expect god to just come on and screw everything up i know when the holy ghost the holy ghost has his way in here he's just turn over the money tables <laughs> changes he's gonna cause trouble pastor's scared of the Holy Spirit because they'll destroy their churches. Yeah, he will. Holy Spirit will absolutely tear the walls down. He'll come out with a sledgehammer. There won't be a church after he's done. That's true. That's what the Holy Spirit's actually like. He doesn't care. Holy Spirit's like a kid who's God, who's king, who does whatever he wants, and it's always right. And everyone else who's an adult has a problem with the child. And it's the child, Jesus, who's our maker of heaven and earth, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we got religion, so we not really a big fan of the wildness of the spirit. (laughs) Listen, a place of perfect protection, provision and promotion is getting into that union with the wildness of the spirit. That's what John the Baptist was. That's what Jesus brought. He brought the baptism of the spirit that will set you free permanently from all the things of the realm of the natural sea and never feel bad again. When the spirit takes control of your souls, you go on the ride of your life, the adventure of a lifetime, you never have a dull moment. But if if you say no and just get into self comfort Self protection, that's too crazy. I, I, you're not gonna predict my income, how I'm gonna pay my electric bill, Jesus. Listen, just forget it, man. You have a boring animal life. But if you wanna sign up for the wild ride, repent, return to Him, and you'll get wild. I shall become more undignified than this and those are the only ones gonna become millionaires and billionaires as the sons of God in days ahead are the ones that are as wild as the Holy Spirit is. One of the greatest compliments God has ever said to me interaudibly is you're almost as wild as I am." It's like, okay, I got some more wildness to grow in. What areas am I still worldly and submitted to man's law? Worldly and submitted to religious law, predictability, and dumb crap of this civilization and this time and this generation. Forgive me. Let grace abound and make me even wilder in the spirit of prophecy than this. Amen. And it's a freedom in the wildness. It's a maturity. It's a confidence. It's an energy. It's a power. It's a creative ability. It's power. It's ruling and reigning. It's not just being crazy out there thinking you're obeying God. It's being in God, as God, protected by God, promoted by God, provided for by God, and totally blessed and rocked with enthusiastic joy and happiness beyond human imagination all the time. That is the true prophetic life. That is the way of the Lord growing in prophecy. So I thank you, Father, for a people that will just lose control to the river, lose control to the wild wine of the prophetic, and just get challenged in the status quo. We just pour it on all Laodiceans in the whole world. Yeah. That they just get totally wrecked on the wildness of Jesus Christ's wine, His prophecy all the time, His word coming down like a scroll to destroy all the religious forms, all their self-promotion, self-protection, all their selfishness of soul, religion, all false Christianity. Let the prophetic cause it to fall. Yeah into the sapphire sea we are here for the tearing down of everything with true prophecy and the only thing that shall remain is the kingdom's glory (laughs) and the sapphire sea as the floods of the days of noah in jesus name by a people that just go all in to real prophecy biblical prophecy and river of life reality and we thank you for all these wild people out there here and there and everywhere that have signed up for this true Kingdom School of Elijah that is not needed in a man-made organization with the 501c3. That that human aspect of religion is totally dissolved in your mindsets and you come in as students to the true school of Elijah and Samuel as you mature in the prophetic. You'll go in the school of Elijah, and it will mature into the school of Samuel in the years ahead as you grow in the presence of His glory by be getting undone from the soul that's entirely religious, all the the animal that's only religious. It just gets burnt off of you, and the wild angel that just flows as the Son of God will be squirting across the sky like lightning bolts, just shooting shooting across the skyline as lightnings that's what evidence that this person is free from their body they're no longer in it and their angels doing stuff all over the universe angelically as wild as elijah amen and your body is just enjoying the glory of the works of your angel out of body as a mighty warring angel as a mighty elijah with chariots of fire horsemen of fire the armies of the living god moving with the sun spirits in the more maturity of the prophetic than we've ever had before and we bless everyone in the prophetic to mature more greatly in the prophetic what would be crazy is a a unity in the wildness of the prophetic of elijah a unity in the river of mature angelic prophetic beings that are all out of body doing wild works in the heavenlies over the earth that's called the 144,000. that's the israel of god ruling with Christ from the angelic sphere as angels of prophecy Amen? Which fulfill all God's words. Are angels that do God's words? Angels of prophecy? or sons of God? Same thing. Same exact thing. And we thank you Father for these people in those schools. And while you're in these schools, you'll have wild experiences. Share your experiences in the RLM Facebook group. Share them with people. Let them know what God's doing in your life. And if you if you want these experiences, go into the smorgasbord and feast of the Elijah School and the School of Samuel that we've provided in our 18,000 videos on YouTube and there'll be activation into all these experiences that I had. He wants all his people to have prophetic experiences in the wildness of the river all the time. Amen. And you start to have a fun life in the glory. Start to glorify your personality you start to bear god's image right through your forehead you start to smile all the time you start to love the end times thank you for creating me during this timeline to have so much fun in the prophetic and the glory To demonstrate the victories of christ in my spirit to terrorize the soulish and the false and the witchcraft and the sorcery of the world it's so fun it is really fun to do in jesus name amen bless you guys give an offering support this ministry if god's speaking to you about tithing from your businesses obey god and god will open the storehouses of the heavens for you it is written obey god how are you robbing me if you're there, oh. Oh, how are you robbing me? Malachi 3 says, by not giving me your tithes and your offerings, that God is the reason why you're here, not you. That's why we tithe, because we're making God our purpose for being on earth and not our house, but his house, his kingdom, not our kingdom. That's why we give the first fruits of our offering, the 10% for the house of God, for the school of Elijah, for red letter ministries, from the school of Samuel for all of the things we're doing to lead people in a greater maturity all over the world we want this house to increase thank you for a people that will begin to tithe cheerfully out of revelation without a poverty perspective not begrudgingly but with revelation that as you tithe, you're going to have more fun with God. If tithing is a fearful thing for you and it hurts, it means you don't have a revelation yet to have fun with God and you do have a poverty demon. Christians with poverty demons are everywhere. It's very common. It's actually extremely rare for someone to have that abundance of life of Christ's perspective. We need an abundant perspective, which means everything is about enjoying the glory of God, and it's not seeing everything as money. That must cost a lot. If you're you're judging by value of money, you have a poverty demon. You're demon-possessed. You need to judge by that must be enjoyable with the Father. A glory mentality, an abundance mentality. Tithing will get you out of a poverty mentality. A poverty perspective will forfeit your soul. The Antichrist is the poverty mindset that judges by money. Christ judges by enjoyment with the Father, walking with the Father in the coolness of the day. That must be fun in the glory. And I'm going to go into that glory. If I obey with my house, I'll go into his house and have more fun with God. That's how giving becomes cheerful giving that God rejoices in. Let it happen for all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And from that time on, the devil got beheaded. That's what it feels like right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shush kebab for you, <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>